This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare, brought to you by 1.37pm. This week, I spoke to old friend Hoodwink, who I've talked to about other platforms in the past. We discussed uh, the recent addition of Belgium to the platform. We talked about the club shop, the two-game scoring rule, which has caused a bit of controversy. We went through a bunch of your questions, and we squirmed a little bit, deciding whether we would let someone who wanted to buy an injured player off us know about the injury. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did, and thank you so much for listening. So Hoodwink, tell us a little bit about yourself. I have it here that you're the manager of Hoodwink 1983 since the 5th of July last year. So you've been on nearly a year. And the other thing I can take away from that being a bit of a detective is that you're 37. You've given that up very easily. Unless my maths is way off by 10 years. Just turned How 38 you? last month. Oh. Hey, I'm good, I'm good. Um, also, the uh, joining in July 20, 2020 is, I did join and then I just switched it off until uh, February, and sadly, uh, which <laughs> yeah. makes, me, makes me sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I joined back then when I was on other platforms, but um, I tried to get into it. How do we look? Got a terrible kind of opening pack, whatever it was back then. Mm. Couldn't really get a team out. Done a couple of the rookie leagues, then left it for you know, six, seven months. Um, so I've only really been on since February. Uh, probably, I'd say... L- just as the boom happened, I think. Um, yeah. So we, I, I got a wee bit lucky in time and not quite as lucky as it would have been in July. Um, mm. So yeah, kind of, kind of for February, uh, been on other platforms, really enjoy fantasy football. Um, and yeah, that's... That's, that's so about far. it. Mm. Yeah. No, I think I was the same. I think I probably first signed up, or I say this every week because we always have this conversation, but I signed up probably around then and didn't really look at it. I was lucky that I did look at it at the end of September then um, and kind of got involved a good bit up between sort of September and February. But yeah, I think there's probably a lot of people who you can you can go and look, particularly from the spaces that we come from, the kind of football index and footstock world. Um, a lot of people kind of signed up sort of inquisitively, but were distracted and then unfortunately that world kind of crumbled down and so we started to take off and then a lot of people really had another look um so yeah i think it was actually a, i think it was a foot, footstock stream with a uh, lethal when he he mentioned it again brought it up again and i thought you know what well, I'll, I'll have a wee look and i'll have a wee dabble um so i've got him to thank for getting me back in it even though he joined it then then left it again yeah. uh, but I, I got more into it done a bit more research that thing uh, watched a couple of the streams and the, the videos so i uh, so i've got him to thank for getting back in it at least yeah he's got big into the physical sort of as i, I was i was trying to think of a stutter no more words they're not sports cards soccer cards in particular um made his own ones is- as well actually I seen cool. that, yeah. Aye, Bad man, cool. don't know how the licensing works on that. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, look, a big, big thank you to everyone who submitted all the questions this week again. There's loads. Every week there's loads, and it's amazing because I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it every week. I want this to be as community-led as possible. I want you to give us the hard questions. And the good questions, the easy ones as well, are always nice. And we'll hit them all, or at least as many as we can. We have a couple of topics to discuss beforehand, as usual. Um... So yeah, Hoodwink, will we just go into it? We, we get stuck in, start talking about things. Yeah, go for, it. go for it. So topic one, which is kind of two things I have here. Belgium were added, which was kind of loosely rumoured last week by Jay Fraz, turned out to be concrete. Um, I think it's an outstanding move for the platform again. Can't wait to see who's next. But, you know, the amount of world-class talents that come with Belgium, and I think the, probably from an SO5 standpoint, the most exciting new player is probably Kevin De Bruyne. Um. What did you think of that? Were you expecting it? Were you excited for it? Or any thoughts? Um, I've kind of moved away from the European leagues just now. So for me, it was I've not really been excited by by the new ones coming in. Um, it's great for the platform having you know Pogba, Kevin De Bruyne, that kind of thing coming in. <laughs> De Bruyne's points are ridiculous as well. Um, so of course it's brilliant, and the for people that are and you like the mainstream football, that's perfect because although you've not got the you know Man City, Man United, that kind of thing, not got the, the teams in there yet, 
it's another chance to pick them up. And in fact, even if you're a, I'm a Man United fan, I'd rather have De Bruyne in a Belgium shirt than a Man City shirt. No, <laughs> no. Spare ten k to spend or whatever he's costing. But um, <laughs> aye, it's great for the platform. It's it's not something I've really looked too much into because, as I say, I've not really been even like you know, one. I've not really got the players that I'm going to be looking at just now. But yeah, mm. brilliant for the platform. So I think a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, I haven't bought a national team player yet. Um, I probably could budget wise. But I think they're all maybe a wee bit inflated now. Not all of them, but obviously the new players that aren't actually on in their club kits are probably a little inflated. Um, but for me, I think like, yeah, to 85, 90% of the platform, maybe maybe 75%, I don't know what the number is. It is a nice to have, but not really affecting you type of thing. Do you know? Where like they're out of a lot of our budgets. They're out of, it doesn't make sense for a lot of people because a lot of people are focusing on SO5 utility and there's a lot of collector kind of value stamped on those national kits, especially the first ones. So it's kind of this like, yeah, it's great for the platform, but I haven't really done anything with them. So yeah, great, but not for me. Do you know, I feel like a lot of people probably feel that way. Um, I did have a look at a few of the like uh, Luca Dina for uh, Everton. I thought, he, I think he was just over like 0. 0.2, maybe 0. 0.5 that all? or something like that. Aye, I mean, look at the scores bad. and they weren't, a, they weren't a brilliant, but for a Premier League player that's, you know, it's a lot of assists and that kind of thing, it, 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 it had a few peaks, I think, for a, you know, it was a decent enough place. And mm. um, Youngie for the group that he picked up Suzuko for like 0.06 or something like that. There um, are some then that are obviously going pretty competitively, do you know? Aye, I mean, for aye, the number of them that are on the platform. Ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, I just haven't even looked at them because I, well, I suppose I kind of have my, on. I, I have this kind of, I'm hell-bent and I have a few players I want and need at the minute, so any piece of eighth I can find is going towards that, so maybe I just don't have it. Under 23 super rare forever. by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, uh, yeah. So the odd one or two. <laughs> the odd one or two. So all the beans in the tank are going there, so like I just, maybe it's just me that hasn't really been looking at the national national ones. Um because I just feel like I don't know of other places to be putting my eyes on money. But anyway, um, I think we can both agree and everyone can agree it's great for the platform. So there's no point in really dwelling on the Belgium thing too much longer. Uh, but nice, nice one. So rare, good moves. The other thing that was kind of on so rare this week was the club shop was adjusted for, was it the first time maybe since it's been there? I'm not sure. I think it is. They've added a bunch of um, sort of nations, like headers for your your club, um, including a nice free one for everyone. You can go and get with it's Denmark's because we're obviously supporting the Underdeans as a community. If you haven't, if you didn't know that, go over to Discord. Um, and it's at number ten, which I believe is Christian Eriksen. So that's a nice touch. I've slapped it on the profile. Um, but I just kind of wanted to bring this up because it's great. I think this could be a much bigger thing. This kind of club shop and what you can buy there and little personalization stuff. Um, have you? Bought anything on it yet, or do you care I've got for a it? Couple. Um, I've got the, the Danish one, of course, got to support the under Danes. Um, since Turkey were a disaster, <laughs> Turkey um, were an absolute nightmare. I think it's just they were only voted in because they're such a huge Turkish community. I think with the is it Fenerbahce? I, think so, that? I mean, I think they were. I think they were going to. I thought they would have been a good underdog anyway. Um, hmm. So I, I would have voted for them or Scotland. Um, but I think Scotland done better than them probably. Uh, <laughs> so I've done the Danish one. Um, I think I've got a wee, I don't know what, it's one of the wee badges because it looks like a sort of Daegu badge. Um, oh, lovely. But apart from that, I've not really, I think I've built up a fair few. I've done my 50th sale yesterday and I got a fair few coins or whatever they are yesterday. You were um, pretty liquid then. That, that's 50 sales is pretty like decent because, I mean, in terms of cards, whenever I had a quick look at your gallery before we come on. Very like, little. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, in terms of actual cards, you know, I don't know what is there, maybe twenty ish. Less, I don't know, maybe fourteen, fifteen. But the fifty seals, you're obviously quite liquid. Do you know, you're you're moving about and you're making moves. They call me Harry Hoodnap for nothing, you know. <laughs> so you got your fiftieth seal and you got a few coins for the market. We get back on to maybe your strategy a bit later, but uh, back to this this club shop thing. I think like I'm just gutted. There's no Irish sort of flag it can't be that hard so rare yeah. I mean come on sort me out there's no Scottish one so I think it was just the teams that are still in the Euros is that right I thought uh, that but then Scotland I seen a France one ah well 
They're a bit biased, aren't they? Like, <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's a good idea to add a few more, even like if you're getting me clubs and stuff like that. Uh, it's just again, it's a nice touch, whether it's something that's going to be bigger in the future that's going to affect, I don't know, can you buy XP or you know, anything mm. that affects the gameplay or the collectability, mm. maybe. Um, but I think it's a nice to have just now. So, that's I want to talk about that because that's a great idea. Um, oh, I had two things I want to say there. Okay, first one disclaimer because I've said it loads before. I'm going to say it again because I want everyone to know it's my idea if it ever happens. They should sell NFT versions of club banners. Just saying it again. Uh, but the thing yeah. I want to talk about there is it's interesting that you say that. Um, if you were able to buy XP or let's say you were able to buy, I don't know, what else could you buy? Cards? Could the cards be, I don't know, some sort of tier four? things could be bid on in the club shop i don't know that's just me going mad but imagine you could buy xp it's it works but if they ever sold those credits it would be like a pay to win so they could never sell the credits you'd have to earn uh, the credits but it's an interesting dynamic that because I, I would 100 i would really yeah. actually work for them if i could buy xp 100 cards like a lot of people like goalie common cards are the only ones that people really want but for people starting up got the extra Something well, you can get a teammate if you've got enough coins, maybe. If I had one or two, if I had have had a starting euro, if I had got Donnarumma as a common, I'd have been sorted for the euros in the special mm. weekly. It was the lack of keeper that shafted me the whole way through. Do you know I had players who were playing outfield? No one did particularly amazingly, but it like not having that common goalkeeper was a massive hamstring to me. Um. So, like, if I could buy common players with my my coins, I probably would, yeah. Depends mm. on the player, obviously. But a couple of them do enable, I suppose, if you're at the stage where you're unlocking lots of coins, you've probably, you're probably not at the stage where you need a rare goalkeeper. Do you know? I would take a rare. My, my, honestly, my, sorry, my commons, my commons were shocking and I only have one keeper just now. So, yeah, um, that would work for me. <laughs> a common goalkeeper so yeah like a common goalkeeper like that would enable a whole other division uh, or region I've got a non-playing in fact I think I've got an American goalkeeper that doesn't even have a club in my, yeah. that I got in my original bit and I picked up uh, Guilherme who's actually a really solid one but you know off season just now so uh, yeah. something like that would actually be perfect for me even though I've got you know a, a good goalie my D4 I'm and my global I'm, I'm only using four players every week just to find mm. my ETH because I've not really got anyone to use in the rules. Be really interesting to see where they go with that. Obviously, it's not a priority, but uh, this guy, like <clears throat> me and you're just spitballing here. There's people whose job it is to come up with ideas, I guess. The ideas <laughs> they can come up with and things that, and it's actually kind of making me not want to spend my balance because I'm kind of thinking, what if in a year and a half there's something for like a hundred thousand coins that's like a phone call with Hans Vanneken. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if they actually give away that real life experience that they always talk about wanting to do, what if it's signed jerseys? What if it's this? What if you can, oh, maybe it becomes gambling if you could use those credits to enter a draw for a jersey or something. Do you know, I'm almost thinking like over here, like if you go to the petrol station, you fill your car up with diesel, you get points on your play to park or what is it? Park and play or whatever this fuck it's called, Topaz. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but you can enter like a little contest each month to maybe win a holiday somewhere. Maybe like that sort of thing could be incorporated, but maybe that's getting a bit gambly. But I think as long as they aren't selling those credits, they could get away with an awful lot there and it could be a lot of engaging things. And I mean, last thing maybe to bring up on that, I don't know how streak rewards work to increase engagement. If there's a way you can reward those sorts of little side objects for like seven mm. days logging on and stuff like this, they definitely can give, they give XP kind of similarly before, what was it for? Was it the under 21s or something? That was under 21s or under 23 under tournaments. Uh, if you were, if you were getting involved in that. Yeah. I if think they're going to do it with the Danish one as well, actually the under Danes. I think they might be looking at getting XP for that. So it's worth just jumping in the chat for that. I seen that. Discord. But I remember in the last giveaway, you had to be signed on to Sora, your Sora account on like three <clears> specific days. They were the days that these matches were on or something. That's right, yeah. Which shows that they can track that and it shows that it's within their remit to give stuff away like XP, maybe mm. like virtual coins for engagement and streak rewards and coming on the platform. So I don't know. That's just, I didn't plan on talking this in depth about it, Ian, but here we are. Um, So... Have you any other thoughts on that? 
Nah, I think it's at the moment it's a kind of, it's a nice to have. Like I'm not really too much into collectability and stuff like that, but people all love the wee badges and the wee, yeah. the wee whale emojis or whatever you want to call them, uh, stuff like that. And the banners are pretty cool. It's not a big thing for me, but yeah, there could be if it's something that they've just started with plans to kind of improve. That's going to improve the like just using your coins for something that's actually decent, whether it's usability in the game or, yeah, as you say, phone call with Hans Vanekin or uh, Cezina. Or it's even just the whole Fortnite thing, just skins that give you no competitive advantage. That's what it is. Um, um, but again, I think this club shop, and just to wrap up on this, I think with the ability to follow people on so rare, the likes of this, customizing your profile, it shows, like, I mean... How many people visit your profile on an average day, on an average week? Depends, obviously, how many cards you have. The people might want to trade for it. Depends who you are. Depends how active you are in Discord. It depends on many things. But where am I going with this? I think the fact that they're at this such an early stage letting people customize their profile shows that down the line they'll be aiming this. And it's something I keep talking about, like almost like a social media platform in terms Mm -hmm. of visiting profiles, maybe a timeline, sharing your lineups, sharing your wins, um, your personal bests and records in a wee section, having this over here, having that over there, having cards for sale in a nice section, having um, a little biography that's a little bit more than the current one, you know, all these sorts of things just to make it more of a social experience and that'll make it more engaging, being able to talk within the app, mm-hmm. who knows? Oh, I just think like, being able to customize your profile at such an early stage really shows their intent long term. But maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe no, they can definitely do that. I mean, if you're if you're letting you follow people, it's easy. I like following people just for what I find. Have a trader. I just go to my followers. Um, I'm a, my, yeah, my followers. You know, follows Griezmann. Um, so you just go to whoever you're following and just click on them. It's a lot easier than searching every time. Um, but I could definitely make that a social area as well. Definitely. Mm. I think that's where it will go. But there was one piece of controversy this week that we just want to touch on. Now, you mentioned it to me in the sort of pre, our little pre-offline chat. Um, And the bottom line is that neither of us were really affected by this. Neither of us feel too passionately about it. So look, sorry if there's anyone out there who's absolutely devastated and think this deserves so rare getting a ripping probably not going to get it that's not because i don't want to rip into so rare it's just because this isn't something that riles me um but we'll just talk through it quickly and see what we think so basically dan from so rare posted in the chat this uh that's actually today we're recording this on the 30th of june two updates which will answer two trending topics in the discord double game week update we've implemented a fix for players that have international and club fixtures in the same game week Players that are away on international duty, but their club is also playing in that game week, will no longer get DNPs for the game week and their international fixture score will count. Okay, yeah. So what must have been happening there was their club was playing, they weren't there, they'd get the DNP and then they'd play for their international team and they wouldn't get points. Is that what was happening? I think so, aye. And I think they, they, I think they fixed that last week. Okay. So that was the first thing. Aye, that was the first thing. With this fix, it's important to clarify our double game week rules going forward. So this is an interesting one because a lot of I see a lot of people asking this in the Discord. So there'll be some listeners who aren't aware of this. So when a player has a double game week, and this is full stop, so like you will get it sometimes where a team will play an, a domestic fixture midweek, and they'll also have the Champions League or. I don't know. You know what I mean? They'll have two games in quick succession. They'll be catching up on a fixture they missed due to COVID or something, you know. So you will get it where they have two fixtures in the game week, even outside internationals. But if the player is in the match day squad for the first fixture, the player's score will count and the second fixture will not. If he's on the bench and doesn't make an appearance, this is counted as an appearance. So basically, if you're in the squad and you don't get subbed on, you get a DMP. That's what that's saying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's right. If the player is in the match day squad for the second fixture only, the player's score in the second fixture will count. So if you didn't even make the bench in the first fixture, you're not in the match day squad, but you are in the second one, the second one counts. And if the player is in the match day squad for both fixtures, only the score in the first fixture will count. So if you're in the squad 
in the first one. That is what counts regardless of whether you get minutes in the pitch or not. Is kind of what I'm reading. This also means that in the unlikely event that a player is in the match day squads for their club and country in the same game week, it's the first one that counts. And it's sort of then because you wouldn't be in the match day squad for your domestic team if you're on international duty. So that'll fix that. Um, That's right. Aye. For internationals, it was fine. Um, so this week it was the, I think it was Gamba Osaka. Because the Asian champions, like they're, they're all crammed in. Um, it's like six games pretty over a short period of time. So they had a game, it was like maybe Monday and Sunday and Wednesday or something like that. Uh, and uh, there might have been more than one, but there was a player that I used to have, I can't remember his name, uh, one of the defenders that he wasn't in the squad for the first game. But I think on the official rules on the, on the sort of website is the first game counts. It doesn't really state that it doesn't. It only counts if you're in the squad. So I think people were expecting that's a game week over. Gamba Saka play a game, but you know it doesn't matter. I actually asked in Discord, and then it wasn't an official answer. It was someone mentioned, mm. someone answered saying, "Yeah, it's just the first game that counts." That's clear. It's on. I've asked the question, and it's on on so there. Um, so I think people would have been expecting, you know, prizes, uh, rewards for for where they finished, and then. These other games, I think Grampus may have had another game. Grampus, um, but yeah, one of the I know one of the defenders definitely scored, got a good score. Then I seen I've no look to Discord, um, it's always pretty busy, so I've not really caught mm. up on it. Um, but I think there was a few people that lost it in rewards because you know that's seen a real change halfway through a game week. Which if it affected me, uh, I'd mm. be pretty pissed. Like, because rewards are so hard to get. It's that's the thing. Imagine it was your first reward you've been working to for months, you mm. know, and then you lose it because of that. Like my my understanding, and I don't know if I looked at T's and C's or if someone told me this or what. In my head, it was the first game you played in. So mm. I've watched. I remember before, and maybe it, as it turns out, I was being an idiot. But I was watching, and a player, I think it was a Benfica or Porto or Sporting. I think it was a Portuguese fixture or team. And I didn't want my player to come on as a substitute because I was thinking, don't come on because then you'll get the second fixture, which is the easy one next week or like later in the week. But maybe I would have just got a DMP if he hadn't come on. He did come on, so I never actually found out what would have happened. But like, that was just my understanding. But look, the bottom line here is if they have changed a rule mid-game week, that's poor. I don't actually know. Maybe if you're saying they did, they did. I don't know because I haven't been following the Discord chats. Um, if they did that, that's piss poor. I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm fairly certain actually that's that's what's happened. I mean they've put a fixed it now, so going forward, then you know that's Sweet. kind of all they can really do, I suppose. Um, but it would have been, I think it would have been mentioned. There's a lot of times where people ask these questions, like on Discord. And I know, you know, sorry, Akeem, they, they read. <laughs> I think they read the whole of Discord. Um, so it's something that, you know, probably should be picked up before the game week starts and kind of clarified. Um, and maybe they thought it was fixed when they when they fixed the the club and the international one. Maybe mm-hmm. some code or something's no no work and it's and it's an error. Or maybe that's always been there and the season C's one they're quite clear enough, but um, as I say, not being affected by it. It's hard to get. It's, it's not hard a big to get, deal. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> there's someone sitting at home screaming at the podcast, being like, "Guys, go crazy <laughs> on them! It's out of order what they did. This what happened to me. I get it. Yeah, if that's what happened, that's absolutely piss poor. But it didn't affect me, so I find it hard to feel passionate. Um, it, if it burns me down the line, you'll I'll kick and scream about it for six weeks. <laughs> But um, yeah, look, maybe they could do some. I don't know if there's a case there for like, surely they can work out who lost out in prizes based on that fixture or something. Maybe they can chuck a bit of XP at those people or something just to be sweetener. I, I don't know what they're, they can do or would there be uproar about people getting XP or I don't know what would happen. But like, yeah, I can see how someone could be pretty pissed off if they missed out in a card or yeah, a card over that. Um, But yeah, anything else on that or will we move on? No, nah, they, they fixed it. They fixed it. They fixed so, it. You know, that's kind of all you can, all you can ask. It's just, mm. it's just something that popped up because no everyone's perfect with it, but uh, 
but when there is mistakes, at least you know they're on it after the game week. They're on it and fixing it. So, so you mm. can kind of ask for them, I suppose. In terms of reactions to that post in Discord, there don't seem to be any like thumbs downs or angry faces. Everyone's happy. A <laughs> um, few rockets in there and all. But um, two more points on that post, just to let everyone at home listening who isn't on Discord or didn't see this, uh, just to let you know. Players marked as ineligible with the big red X because many footballers are in a small period of transition between contracts in the next 24 hours. I mean, this podcast will be out after this has happened, but just in case you were confused by this, you'll temporarily see footballers who've already agreed a new contract or are moving to a new club with an X. Don't worry, these will be updated as soon as possible. Because I was actually, I made a video today that'll be going out tomorrow, um, same day as the podcast. What is today? I don't know. There are two after anyway, and I got confused mid video about this. I was like, "When earth does he have a red X?" And I kind of panicked. Um, and the last thing on that is the under twenty three reminders. So this is quite pertinent for listeners too. Tomorrow is July the first. Not when you're listening. This means that only players who are twenty three or under as of July the first, twenty twenty one, are eligible for the under twenty three tournaments. Starting game week one eight one, you'll only be able to select players that are twenty three or under. Starting on July the 1st, 2021. We'll also update the prize pools in time for that game week. That's it for now. So, Hoodwink, that's all the drama and things that have kind of happened, I think. But we do have some questions. Um, Is there anything else on those things I just pointed out? Or will we get stuck into some questions? No, I'll go for it. I mean, with under 23 thing, it might be quite interesting to see how that affects people that are, that are 24. I don't know. Mm. That's going to be a lot of... Um, Price decreases for them, but yeah, nobody will use them in under 23s. Interesting to keep an eye on, but there'll be a few traps off. I know <clears throat> it's a funny one happened to me yesterday. I contacted someone, I'll not name them, they might listen. I hope they listen. A relatively well known member of the community, I think. I'm not going to name anyone, and I don't think they were doing this in badness, but I mean, if I didn't know them, I'd be saying, this fucker messaged me and tried to fucking scam me. So, Joe, I'm calling you out, even though he, he phrased the message pretty, pretty, um, I don't know, nicely and whatever else. I'm sure he had good intentions. But is it Joe Mario, maybe? Is that him, the Porto kind of guy who had a big impact at the end of the season? Joao oh, Mario, isn't it? He... Right, I'm just pulling them up here. No, different one. There's two Joe Marios, isn't there? I think that one's maybe like, was he 18, 19 or something? The one that at the end of the season yeah. done really well. Why can't I find this guy? Let me find him on Sorare Data. Sorry, listeners. I know this isn't a great listening experience, but you'll, <laughs> you'll humor me. Right. I've got him. Joao Mario. What? It says he's 21 on Sorare Data. Oh! <gasps> No, I'm on about someone. I'm on about the wrong player. <laughs> okay, we're not out on this side. This is staying in. So it was actually Tony Martinez. I'm on to someone else. Right, aye. So Tony Martinez, who plays a Porto uh, forward, right? So I'd messaged or put into Discord or messaged this guy about him a while ago, like a few weeks ago, and I didn't realize the age thing. I got a message yesterday, of all days, the day before his birthday, saying, here, do you want to trade for him? I'll give you him this, this, for that. He turns 24 today, the day before that rule thing comes into effect tomorrow. Do you know, like, that's fishy to me. That's fair. It's Someone's, fair. You, you, you've asked for a player. He's offering you a player. I know. Oh, and I was like, that makes much more sense. I was like, oh, yeah, give me a minute. I said, um it's a cuz he's 24 tomorrow I was like no I don't have an under 23 team I didn't take that into account and I was like yes you did you absolute chancer <laughs> trying to squeeze a bit of value out of me so I ran away but um, yeah you know who you are just slagging you um, so that happened I nearly got shafted with this you luckily done your own research the I luckily did my luckily own research absolutely everyone do your own research quick google search look at the birthdays if you're about to buy a player, two things you should always do, and there's definitely more and better things you can do, but I always, because I like under 23s, I'll look at the birthday just to be sure, but I'll also go into just the news tab on Google and see what's happening. Because there might be an injury, there might be a rumour, there might be a, I don't know, a court case, you never know. Um, but yeah, that happened to me. Don't know why I brought that up, but here we are. Will we move on to some questions? I go for it. <laughs> right. What have I got here? 
I said there was a question through Instagram. I'll ask first. You can go and find me on Instagram. Just my name, John Nellis. So it was Mort's actually, who you'll find on Twitter as well, but he asked me it on Instagram. Is Division 2 and 3 worth entering unless you have elite cards, debating whether or not to bother with middle-of-the-road cards? So, Ian, I know Division 2 and 3 are out of your kind of remit at the moment, but we'll just spitball this idea. Like, would you be entering... <clears throat> those higher divisions with kind of average players, rotation risks, substitute appearance type players, or would you just like, maybe it makes more sense to stick like particularly with division three, where you're going to need three rares and those two super rares. Maybe it's better just to prioritize D four instead of two kind of dodgy super rares. Do you know? I think we were actually, I was chatting about this in the, uh, the group chat maybe last week, I think Um, one of the guys was thinking, you know, try and get a decent D three team. Um, and he was looking at just shit super rares, and he's like, ah, they might score like forties and stuff like that, but at least it gets me sort of into D three. Then, like after looking at it, we were thinking like, and they need to spend like whether it's I think it was like one two or something like that. I was like, yeah, he's going to get about forty points. You didn't need it for D three. Be better with you know Yun but Garam is going to score you 60, 70, 80 points every single week for the same price. Um, so I think if you were I've I've not really tried D three yet. I think I don't think it's worth a punt because I I think it's going to be too competitive for that. Um, if I was going to do it, I'd probably I'd maybe even go five years, uh, but solid yeah. rares. Um, I've not looked up like the scores to see how. Like I'm, I think I'm seventh just now in the Asia one, um, and I've got like one player to go, so I'm maybe on two hundred seventy points or something like that. So if I could get, um, I've got Shinjin Ho still to play. Um, if I could get, you know, three forty points with my my Asian D four team, I don't know how competitive that would be in D three with the mm. sort of little rewards. Uh, but I, I I wouldn't say it's worth a punt. I'd I'd prefer to be competitive in D four, whether that's mm. for an ETH, ETH threshold or um or try to aim for a card than a punt where you. you I think you've got to be lucky. I think you've got to be competitive. Mm. Um, I, 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 I've never looked at D2. Like that's sort of way yeah. above where I am. Um, but I think I, if you, I think if if it was a punty D3, I'd prefer a solid D4, definitely. Mm. definitely. But I think if you have your solid D4, right, and let's say you're shopping for the D3, I think there's definitely a case instead of getting a properly crap super rare that'll be rotated, that'll be substituted, that doesn't score particularly well. Do you know, super rares are, are expensive. Like, I mean, for that price, you might get a really solid scoring rare. And I mean, if you're trying to build a D3, there is a case if you can't push it and get a solid enough half decent super rare, just build a strong team of five rares. Do you know, prioritize your D3 and build a D4 as well. I mean, there is a case for that. Uh, I actually, oh, I lie. I think I had two super rares. I did. I placed second in like a D3 once. Um, I think it was when I got maybe my Nuno Mendes. Can't remember. But it was, um, I think I had two super rares, so I'm talking shite. But yeah, I think um, I, I just hate buying crap cards for the sake of it to be able to enter. Like I'd hate to buy... Yeah. A shite player who's no collectability, who's 32 years old, he's come to the end of his career in a mid-table team. It's just like, I'd rather just buy a half-decent rare. Aye, because like you're getting, if you get a DMP with your, your shit player anyway, you know, that's ruined your team. If you get a score of 40 and you've got, what, 20, 20 25% bonus, it's still not going to hit some of the mm. scores that most of like, you know, I just came to look at the Asian leagues just now, but um, like tons of the players are scoring 60, 70, 80 points most weeks. Mm. And that's going to be better than a super rare scoring you know, 40 points just to, when you didn't even need one for D3. So, mm. plus, probably half the price sometimes. Um, yeah. I think with trading and that kind of thing, you get a lot of people offering you super rares that are, you know, silly prices, but no, one, no one's paying the prices. And you got offered them, and you think, "Oh, it's a super rare, though." Actually, you know, a crap super rare is not actually worth anything if you can, you know, if you can get someone better that actually going to help you compete. Um, yeah. If you could get 
you know, Gamaguchi or something like that. It's a really good scorer, a super rare. It's going to cost you a bit of money, but that's, you know, that's going to be massive. But if you can get one that's going to score you 70 points, and you know, that's pretty decent yeah. for, you know, like one, two, five or something like that. Um, well, like, no, I think so. Sorry, I kind of bottled in on you there. I was going to say, like, no, the I, app, I would say that. <laughs> here here we go small delay so the thing is like i think like a super rare that averages like 40 points so, you know a super rare that averages 40 points with your 20 percent on top let's say 25 percent, you're getting a score of about 50 ish whereas if you just have a rare who has an average of 65 <clears throat> albeit that's a pretty premium player or who averages 50 it's the same thing do you know like so it's all about looking at it then, like, where's the value? You'll find in the super rare market, there's so few of them that people aren't willing to negotiate as much. You probably have to pay over the odds unless you're at auction, and it's just a bit of a ball ache. So, like, maybe going rare is better. But bottom line, to wrap that question up, I think for me, Mortz, elite cards, you don't need elite cards, but you need good cards. You can't have shite cards. It's not worth it if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and you're buying players who are crap. They're just, no, just don't. I wouldn't. If you can pop them in instead of training, if you've got five players and you can yeah. pop them in instead of training, um, you know, you could get someone, you can get three players like that Dago game the other day. They're all scoring, you know, 78 to 90 points because it's a 7-0 thrashing. If you got yeah. lucky and you backed a, a cheap Dago team, I, I bought one of the guys, um, I bought one of the strikers as a, a sort of injury punt for 0. 0.006. Like, no, no, 0. 0.006. And uh, he scored... 60 70 points the other day when it, on his first game. Like, if That's you mad. get lucky, um, it could work, but it's it's really lucky, yeah. So. Like, I'll always do that whenever I couldn't enter D3 because I'd no super rares, I could enter it with rares. I would just throw my like training team worth of questionable mm-hmm. players in there because, like, why not? Maybe that'll change with the new like reward system. That's actually a huge consideration here with the I new know. kind of way it'll be and the division three being like a cutoff. But that's for another day. Um, that would be a huge consideration here. If you're not realistically going to compete at D3 or D2, you might be better just sticking with this new progress bar type thing. But we'll Definitely. talk about that when it actually comes. Yeah. Um, we got a very interesting one. I'll pull it up here. Uh, that we got on, I got sent it on Twitter by Alan C. So it's a topic for us to discuss, Hoodwink. And I think it's a, it's actually, I don't know the answer. I don't even know where I sit in this. It makes me squirm a bit because I don't know if I want to come across as a nice guy or a scumbag to all my listeners, but hi, John. I have a question slash scenario that you might like to discuss with one of your future podcast guests. This could be one to discuss with everyone. It's that good. You own a player who gets injured and he's going to be out for at least six months. So someone gets their ACL done. On the same day as the injury, uh, someone sends you an offer and they want to buy that player at the pre-injury going market rate. So they don't know he's injured. Do you try to contact the other manager and ask if he still wants to do the deal because the player is injured? Or do you just do the deal and not worry about the other manager who probably doesn't know about the injury? Cheers. It's This happened to me once. I was buying Grimaldo. I had two Grimaldos at one stage and I sold one on. And this guy wanted to pay me pre-injury rate and I was watching a match and he went off in a stretcher, like proper, looked terrible. Turns out he was only out for a week or two. But I knew this and your man wanted to pay, like he wanted like 5% off the market rate. And I was like messaging into a group of like Hendo and Quinny, who some people will know. And I was like, lads, what do I do? And they were kind of like, I forget what they said. I, 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 I left it to the last minute. And I was kind of like, I alluded to it. Like, I didn't say it outright, here's the injury, but I think I said something like, oh, I'll be glad to get him gone now, you know, just for the uncertainty or something like that, you know, like kind of being like, I've told him, but I haven't told him. So my conscience is clear, but it's not really clear. But that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And that's why everyone should have Discord because maybe someone will be nice and reach out to you. Bear in mind, I'm not affiliated and don't get anything if you join Discord. It just annoys me when people don't. Ian, what do you think? I think I would expect people to do their own research and if they're bidding for someone, they want that player. They want to give me the money for that player, I take the money and I move on to someone else that I'm looking for. Steal your granny for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a couple of examples. Um, I've been, basically my whole squad is been geared up for these weeks since the Asian Champions League started. Like I've sold off a lot of 
like European players and stuff like that. And for the last couple of months, I've done it. So I want to be competitive these two, three, four weeks, whatever it's going to be. Um, and that was my ultimate goal. So I, I sold off a lot of my players and then I bought um, a Songman Q and um, the Dega defender that's away to the Olympics. And I thought, all right, that ruins my plan a wee bit because they're two of my good youngsters. It's like a decent amount of money, but they're they're great players like for you know the next 10, 15 years. So I just put on Discord looking to trade them. Um they're no, they're no usable for the next few weeks. Didn't they say that? But they're no usable for the next few weeks. You didn't say that, okay. Yeah. Of course not. People do you No, you wouldn't say that. That's not on you. <laughs> That's not on you. Sell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sell them. So but I got a good I got um, a fair deal. Um, and I went with I didn't go with the price, which is overinflated. All the prices seem to be high just now. I went with a sort of so rare data average, still a wee bit of profit for me. And uh, actually, this oh god, this worked badly for me. This was got me into MLS, and I, I screwed that up. Um, <laughs> but I got I got a bit. Of, I got what I wanted. They've got players for the next ten years. I don't know if you'll get with it. They can't use them for a few fine. weeks. That's... But would you feel bad if he had done his ACL and you didn't know how long he was out? That's the question. Do you know? When they feel great and. Someone over a computer but sending you do. an offer. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> Mother wanted to be that actually said you. Um, that uh, I don't even know the, what's his name. That Paul will be a whatever his name is. The goalie. Uh, no, the goalie that um, you know people were spending one ETH on him three months ago. Then he got dropped, and uh, I took him as a bit of a punt because they've just um, lost their manager to Celtic. I think it's him. So I thought, you know what, I got him an auction for 0.087 the other day, and I thought, you know what, if a new manager comes in, this young guy's like 23 year old, could be a first team keeper. 0.087's a bargain. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think that was Sunday. Then today he's been loaned out to a, a, a J2 league team. Oh. So straight on, <laughs> straight on to Pavel. Try to swap him for a striker. I got my striker that I've been looking for anyway. Like he, Pavel's going to be loaded up with this guy that. You know, comes back in January. He could be worth. He could be back up to one ETH, and he's maybe got ten of them that people are trying thinking they're fleecing him just now. I yeah. don't feel. I don't feel bad. You know, everyone's got use. Like you can use them at some point. They can play the waiting game. I've I think the waiting game. if they don't have Discord, I'm accepting the offer. <laughs> if they have Discord and it's an ACL. I'm accepting the offer. <laughs> if it was someone I knew, by the way, see if it was someone I've ever chatted to. Yeah, like even not even someone I know, just someone if someone I've chatted to them on Twitter, I've chatted to them on Discord, we've done a deal before. So I'd, I'd, if you know the name, like I wouldn't mention it. That's getting accepted. Like I may as well be realistic and say, like, of course it is. <laughs> They could have offered me everything. They could have given me a sob story about how it's their last penny. Do you know, it could have been, but I'm still accepting it. You know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I actually had a really dodgy one recently. Um, and this, I don't come out clear. I don't come out well here, but here we are. This is an open forum. We all love each other. We're all here for each other. I did a large scale trade with someone before. I'm not going to put a date on it because people will be able to go and find it. And in the negotiation and discord, when I laid out the prices of the players and who I was trading them, I gave really fair, accurate prices. And I mean, on both sides of the deal, I wasn't a chance or completely fair. One of the players was worth about, I don't know. I'm not going to say the number either because it could be found. I'm not giving anything away here. And I sent the offer with the best of intentions. I thought I had sent all the players I had said. I thought they'd sent all the players they had said. Accepted the offer, done deal. Two days later, I'm setting lineups, and there's a player that I shouldn't have had, and I forgot to add this player into the mix. And they'd accepted it, and we'd moved on, and I don't know the person, and it's done. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> Am I a bad person? This was recently. I think I would send it. I think I would send it. I would send it, but do, okay, how do I put this? If that's part of the deal, I <laughs> this would... person isn't like a corner shop. It's like Tesco. It's like you know, if you're in Tesco and <laughs> they accidentally don't charge you for a bag of cans, you just don't say anything. But if you go to your mate who owns the corner shop, you're going to go back because it's a family-run business. That's the vibe here. This is not a family-run business. Do you know? I still would. 
I'd listen to you and your white horse now whenever you'd shout someone over an ACL. If someone offers me money for a player, it doesn't matter. The ACL's gone. Um, Someone offers me that, that's fine. If I've done a deal with someone, we've agreed on a deal, I would would still go back and say, I'm feeling I should go and do it now. Should I go and do it? (laughs) Should I do it live? I should, but... I don't know. Look, I'm going to think on it. If anyone thinks I'm an asshole, let me know. And if you think, that's maybe a poll. That's a poll for next week. That's a poll. I'll do that poll. I'm going to write a wee note there. And if the poll says that I should send it, I will send the card and we can laugh about it afterwards. Right. That was a great topic. I love it. It made me squirm. It made me feel horrible about myself. And I've lost about half my listenership. But here we are. So the next question is from Cody Gakbo's So Rare Army, a.k.a. Superhands. Thoughts on under-23s providing the most value on the platform? And I know this guy loves his under-23s. Playing utility for 10 to 15 years and generating rewards of players under-23. I don't think that value is reflected enough in current pricing. What are you boys' thoughts? So, what are your thoughts? I know yours. Um, See, I think... I'd say I definitely agree that they are, but like our collections must be on like the opposite scale because my average must be 30 years old. I've got all my players are 30, 31 year old, almost mm-hmm. all of them. Um, but I think long term, if I could, if I could get a couple of teams together, I'm, for me, it's probably going to be try and get an Asia team together, which I've kind of done. I've just want to really complete a, maybe two competitive teams for that and then probably try and get a Euro team together like a Euro challenger team then maybe I'd look at under 21 under 23s because yeah, the value would definitely be there if you're getting 10-15 years at the you know top level it's going to work at pennies per game in fact I worked it when I had the min queue it was like 60p a game or something silly like that <laughs> yeah. so I definitely say it is. I don't think it's a plan that I would do with my, you know, my budget. It's going to try and try and win rewards. I don't know if I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be able to be competitive in like an under twenty three league or anything. Um, I'm not sure if the under twenty threes would that I could afford would be competitive. They'd probably get me, you know, east thresholds, but that's going to know what I want to win. I want to be in for rewards. So yeah, and the for me. It's, Probably next year, I think. I'd mm. try and get a Euro team together for the time the J League, K League, and J League finishes at the end of the year. Then maybe next year I could I could look at that personally, but it's not going to be. You know, I was looking at the prices and so they're 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 big prices for the for the biggest scorers. So you'd need a bit of a budget, um, and you know, loads of people have got that. So in terms of value for money, I'd say definitely yeah. Um, in terms of my plan, who can score the most points there, currently 30, 30 year old Koreans. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think, like, in theory, this is a beautiful thing. Yes, of course, they have the longest playing utility to churn out rewards. But in reality, none of us know the landscape and what So Rare looks like, looks like in five or 10 years. And none of us, <laughs> like, if you're here to churn out rewards, sell the rewards, and take the money as profit. You don't give a shit if your player, like, you could just get high performing 30 year olds and you'll make a lot of money. And your high performing 30 year olds will probably outperform the under 23s in every division bar under 23. So, in terms of SO5, like, you could dominate without touching under 23 and make a lot of money. But the, the beauty of the under 23 for yeah. me is, and I, if you pick really promising ones, grow into the role they should get a higher if they go from being a DMP every week to actually being a first team player they should increase in price if they become one of the world's greatest they increase in price if they do nothing special but play in the kind of league and team they're in and become just a first team player again that's kind of going back to the first point they'll maintain their price at worst for some time so you're kind of giving yourself like when I look at these players I'm kind of like right I, I can keep these for the next year or two suss out where they're at they shouldn't lose much value bar an injury bar someone being overhyped at the time of purchase but it's like I don't know I just think the 10 to 15 year strategy is lovely on paper but I don't think anyone's going to execute it like do I think when I'm 45 years old 
I'm going to be sitting with this same Doku that I bought last week entering them into SO5 tournaments. I hope so. But there'll probably come a time where I want to buy a new house and I withdraw. Do you know, regardless of the lifespan of so rare, all of us only have so rare lifespans ourselves. Do you know, there will always come something in life, unless you're incredibly privileged, that you're probably going to need the money for. Do you know, the money I have in here is great. I don't need it. But there will probably come a time where I look at it and go, do you know what? I could take that out now and I'll buy a house. I will I could take that out now or even just a house deposit, you know. So I think like it's a beautiful thing in concept and theory. I don't know how many people would actually like actually reap the rewards of that 10 to 15 year strategy. Does that make sense? Uh, and one one for me that I thought, you know what, I've, I've got them now. I've got them at a good price. Um, and I watched them a lot and I was kind of quite excited by them. I thought he's a long-term hold with Song Min Kyu, uh, the Pohang striker. He's a South Korean international. Um, he's like probably elite in in Korea as a youngster. He's twenty-one year old, and I thought, you know what, he's brilliant, man. I put that on for like sixty p a game or something. If he lasts me ten years, mm. then next thing, <laughs> like he's, he's away to the Olympics. He's going to miss the Champions League, right? He's not part of my plan. He's out of here, and I've done for about a 61 month. Sixty-one p a game. <laughs> he's gone so like I'm just so bad at thinking because with him he was 0.169 a bottom for and he's worth about 0.225 I think just now so that can easily go I think who did I pick back up Yun but Garam who are just really stupidly sold to try and go into MLS so I bought him back and I bought Dave uh, Bill Twist and like a few players I'm actually using and hopefully will win the rewards before he's even back playing before he's even usable Mm. So for me, ten to fifteen years is a, my longest player I've held is May <laughs> May twenty twenty one. That's a yeah, Choi Youngin. Um, so for me, a long term hold is fifteen years is like, God, that's an eternity for me. Uh, so I, I, if I'm, you know, fifty year old, he's he's not going to last that long. So. But I'll buy him back. But it's probably going to be, you know, off season. I'll probably sell him again. I just, I just can't, I just can't plan that with my. That's the thing. Like I sold Kikuchi. I was actually amazed to see Kikuchi's price. Why has he dropped so much? You, you follow these leagues. Why has he dropped so much? Is it just market? Like he's listed there for point three seven five. Turning twenty four, I think. Just oh, that's it. Turning twenty four. That would explain it 100%. Um, because he was my under-23 guy. Maybe I sold him at the best time. I don't know what mm. I sold him at. Let me go on Gloat if I can find it. Oh, I've had a few offers for things here. Ooh. Everyone wants to buy my yarn and my Murata. bag offers, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if to this yet, so. <laughs> Every, but everyone's coming in for them just kind of below where it should be. Um, right, this is, I'm, I'm trying to find what I got for Kikuchi. Uh, I can't find it, can I? No. No, okay. I'll move on past this boring, boring part for listeners. Right, Everton DC asks. Well, ask answer this one quickly. There's some answered quickly, and we're coming towards the end. Uh, who be the next national team cards? None of us actually know. But who out of Brazil, England, Spain, and Argentina would cause the biggest waves of spending? I'm going to say England, undoubtedly. I would say England, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's small minded to say because Messi's for Argentina. Like, imagine Messi. I get Messi. Yeah, right? I, I get. Well, imagine Sancho, Sterling, Kane, Rashford. Do you know what I mean? And that's like before you even go and look at. I get it. I really do. <laughs> but I mean, Bellingham, you know, Grealish, like, Harry Maguire. I think the thing with Argentina is like you have your Harry Maguire, you have your Latoro Martinez. Do you know you have Di Maria? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like, who do you not have? Messi and Aguero. Is that about it? Maybe one or two others that people Messi. might have. Maybe want. I'm just thinking Messi would be like in terms of the overall. Messi's unique as a, as a squad. England, I think I definitely. Yeah. Um, but as a player, could you imagine the prices he'd go for? But it's yeah, you'd get a year or two of utility, maybe a few years of utility of hundred scores every week. Someone whipped it up on Twitter there, and I've seen it loads of times. With someone I seen it earlier, and they said, "For apologies, I'm not shouting you out. I forget who it was, but like he'd more hundred scores than scores under 60. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> commented in that Phil Jones. Yeah, hilarious like that. <laughs> it shows that um, you know their their score matrix is right about something. You know, the best in the world is the best on their matrix, mm-hmm. but. 
Jay Fraz asks last week's guest, do you have any cards in your collection that you just couldn't see yourself selling? And if so, who and why? And which under 21 card in your collection do you feel is the best prospects for future value? You're not in that end of the market, but is there anyone here one. attached to? Oh, you do? I've got Lee Subin for Kohang. There you go. I'll keep him. He's You'll like 19 year old. <laughs> He's my sort of. one. <laughs> and would you, uh, is there anyone you wouldn't sell? I would like to say Cezinha, but, mm. you know, for what he is, I got him at a good price. I got him at 0.375. He's up at about 0.575 just now. He's still got half a season mm. left, you know, scoring ridiculous points. So I would like to say I'd just keep him forever, basically, because in Korea and Japan, they play till, you know, silly ages. Um, so he, ideally, it would be him. But, by the time the Korean league ends, am I going to be thinking, you know, that 0.75 or, you know, half a coin or whatever is mm. going to be, could that be used in Europe? It probably could. And I think I'd like to say I'd be stubborn and keep him, but he, he would be the one, if anyone. And possibly my goalie, Choi Young-un. Um, he's, he's just my hero. He's, he's mm. I don't know if you remember, you probably never watched the Daegu match. No. But he basically screams for 90 minutes. And he's hilarious, <laughs> hilarious to watch. They could be up for a corner, a Daegu corner, and he's still screaming. That he's something. He's for literally 90 minutes. Leader. He's actually, but he's, he's got so many clean sheets. He, he's, he's almost guaranteed 60 points every week for a, a clean sheet. Mm. So he would probably be it um, because I've actually sold him before and then I bought him back in May. And it was, you know, as a pain in the arse. I, I don't know what, I think I sold him for like a decent profit and then try to buy him back, you know, getting a deal on it. I just, trading's a pain in the arse sometimes on, on Surrey. So it was too stressful trying to get, you know, a first choice goalie back. So I'd probably say him over anyone because I, I could see myself keeping him even over, you know, the winter when the K League's no, no running. Um, so probably I Choi Youngin. You're right, like trading can be a bollocks. And I'm going to abuse my platform now and say, if anyone wants <laughs> All Black, Noble, Magnin, just trade me your under-23 keeper. Is he trying to get my hands on like a Safanov, Vandevert, um, Achoa, Tani <clears throat> even? Speaking of getting players back, I'd be tempted to get Tani back. I need an under-23 keeper. So if you want one of my amazing keepers for your under-23 one, you know where I am. In terms of players... In the- uh, sorry, one of the guys in the group chat, uh, Frey Bentos, it's, he was in uh, Football Index and Footstock as well. Uh, he was just buying Etienne Green for like, I think it was like 0.4 or something like that. Just, I think two or three times he'd done it. And he's selling them, like straight up selling them for like 0.6. And he's coming in, he's like, I've just sold another Etienne Green. You know, how'd you do it? <laughs> just like that, just straight up. So I'm leaving like people trying to get deals and that, just buys them, sells them. Like maybe sort like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 profit and two, three weeks or something. That's a proper trader, that. <laughs> um, in terms of players I couldn't get rid of, I think I'd find it very hard to sell my first ever buy, which was Zielinski. I got him for like 30 euro, whatever that was. So I'd find it very hard to just justify selling him, but maybe one day. And in terms of under 21s or under 23s, under 21s, he said, wasn't it? That'll have a big season. I think Charles de Kedler, I he's one of my, like I have a lot of them here at the minute and he's probably the one that I think next season could really just, if he stays at Bruges, he could just rip it up. Um, he's got big scores there, and I just think he'll get a lot of game time next season. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay, we'll get one more question in, and then we'll do the 137 game. So, oh my God, there's so many questions. Maybe I shouldn't ramble so much through it. Big shout out to FC Collection, Mad Menace, Bob Flynn, So Rare Sage, FI Gardner, Mark White. Oh, there's so many good ones. Anyway, um, I'll prioritize... MDJ because she's been on the podcast. I think that's fair. Great guest. Would you recommend So Rare to a friend? And if so, what advice would you give to someone signing up right now? Like, would you recommend it at the minute? That's the big question. Uh, I, I would recommend it. The only thing that I... Uh, it's not like I'm going to spam my referral code on Twitter and stuff like that. And I speak to my mates about what I play and if they're interested. I've had quite a few... Refer- I think I've had about five referrals. Um, but it's not really me... Um, kind of bigging it up because I've been on other platforms things with tits up people lose a lot of money and yeah. I'd like to think that's not going to happen here but it's not something I'm going to really 
push on people. So if mm. people ask about it, I'm very positive. Like I, I love it now. Um, and if they were joining, uh, I suppose I'm not to make the same mistakes. Really, that I think things like joining Discord, getting onto Sodier Data, they're things that I never done in July last year when I when I first mm. looked, and I just mucked about with trying to make a team, got myself confused, and just left it. Um, didn't really know anyone in the Twitter community and stuff like that. Didn't watch your videos. So I think kind of get engrossed in the, the knowledge. Just try to find out, watch videos, watch yourself and Quinny's videos. Um, Mel has some brilliant sort of blogs. Um, join in the Discord and kind of going into the different channels. Some of them are a bit, a bit hectic, like the general one. Oh, it's hard to keep up with, but the yeah. other ones, like, I really like the K-League and the J-League ones. It's just kind of what I've got interested in and we saw there for some reason. But I like going into the um, Navy groups because you've got people like Sodair Japan and stuff like that jumping in and just absolutely invaluable advice. Mm. So I think I trying to know what the platform is, try and, try and have a bit of a strategy. If you've got a league to focus on, I was a bit kind of scattergun with my approach to start with where I was... I think I eventually tried to settle in the Belgian league, but I was still like Belgian. Then I was like, what again, like Leo de Bois, like French league, and you know, a couple of. I had Angleri for the the Argentinian league, and it was kind of there wasn't really a strategy. So when I when I started looking at the K league, and I thought, no, it's not too expensive for for my budget. I could get a pretty decent team, like or a semi decent team, and then. And then I got lucky one week where like a, a decent enough team got lucky and I won an Anthony card, which mm. gave me, I think I probably got about half of my um, deposit for one sale just by mm. getting a wee bit lucky, but actually researching the league that I was kind of interested in. Um, I, so I think st- try, and, try and narrow it down to maybe a league. You, you might know, for a lot of people, it might be hard to enjoy. Like I really enjoy watching the K-League and the uh, Asian Champions League just now. A lot of people will want to see that. It's no amazing quality football. Um, and some of it's like watching it on Bet365 with no commentary, six in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's not for everyone, but that's me for the eye test and seeing my players that uh, that I want to watch. If you can get into you know the Dutch League or the Belgian Leagues, ones that are kind of budget-friendly, or maybe not the you know, the Belgian league just now, Russian league, for example, mm-hmm. kind of a bit more budget friendly where you can, you can pick up good cards for good value. And, you know, if you enjoy watching the games, you can decent quality games as well. Uh, but I definitely get your research done, especially about the platform, but researching your players. So, you know, you're not picking up, um, Dodds. you know, goalies that are going to J2 league next within days of you buying them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I bought an ML, my guy that I traded my two good players that are going to the Olympics. He was an MLS goalie and he dropped the next game. I was actually rejected a couple of offers of him, like over point B, and he's selling for like point one six now. Because I had done my research and, you know, asked a couple of people, is this a good goalie? I think so. I missed got about 10 DMPs in the last 20 games or something. So silly mistakes that I'll still make that, you know, I tell newbies to. The, the no make is you, you'll make them, but kind of learning for them where you can. Um, but I think getting a league that you kind of want to get invested in, choose choose a league or a region, um, stick to your budgets. If, you, if you're going on Discord, like there's a lot of, lot of cheeky bastards. Like, I don't know, I get the ACL guy, so I'd sell him, but there's people that will probably, I actually call them out, I probably, probably should just leave it, but I call them out a lot on Discord with, you know, this guy's going to sell tomorrow for 0.08. I'm giving you a 40% discount. You're getting them. Then sell them tomorrow. 0.056. How do you know what he's going to sell in auction? He's a, he's a 0.03 player. So yeah. I just didn't listen to that. I actually said this today to someone, and I think it was Vespasian's um, comment on Twitter. One of the guys had said, I've been scammed by this guy, I think. And I was like, but he had he had a couple of targets. He was happy with the money. But jump on Twitter and say, is this a good deal? We're jumping, you know, yeah, if you've yeah. got a couple of people you can join a group chat. And that group chat's amazing, but see for like Asian League, like a couple of the guys, uh, uh, Nick Taylor, who was top of the, I shouldn't mention it, he was top of the Footstock League. 
uh, <laughs> 100k. So, like, his knowledge is great. That was where, you know, Papianski and goals and stuff, they had quite a budget team. His knowledge is phenomenal in Asia. Um, Davenstock, uh, Freebenters, people like that, they're so good with the, um, the knowledge. And we kind of just share it. If we pick stuff up, we'll share it with each other. And I think that's a really good thing. If you've got a couple of people that whoever's referred you, have they got they got a group chat you can join and stuff like that. Mm. So you can pick up the knowledge and you can try not to make any mistakes and you can learn from it. So you'll find that through just being passionate and I think immersing yourself in the community and different aspects of a Twitter, Discord. I don't know if there's an Instagram scene or where, different WhatsApps and Slack groups, but I mean like you do need people you can bounce off because mm. It's not like fantasy football where you can you can monitor a whole league. You can if you just go balls deep into one league, but it's so rare. Like there's so many different leagues and aspects to it that you kind of do need to bounce off different brains. But Hoodwink, before we go, very quickly, um, just to wrap up the 137 game. And last week, uh, Jay Fraz had an absolute howler, which I love. He had <laughs> probably the worst score we're likely to have for some time, unless we get two DMPs. He had a Neymar that didn't play, and Casemiro with a substitute 28-pointer, a whopping 109 points off the target. Mel had a 172, so you don't have... It shouldn't be too hard. It's definitely beatable. Who are your two players for the upcoming game week? I think it's 180. So I've got to go Cezinha. Cezinha. Uh, all right, he's my, he's my hero. So he's um, going to get 100, so who's scoring 37? I reckon he'll get an 80, 85 to 90. Okay. Um, and Dave Biltwees, the Bil- Olsen defender. Spell the second name. Uh, B-U-L-T-H-U-I-S. He's okay. on for a Sounds 45 to 50 pointer. He is. Perfect. Right, well, look, I'll monitor that. If you win, Hoodwink, you're going to get yourself some So Rare merch and some 1.37 oh. p.m. merch. So, look, fingers crossed for you. Um, do you want to plug okay. in him before we wrap up or tell people where they can find you? Um, on Twitter, I think I am SR Hoodwink. You will see me spamming all <laughs> the shape, Korean goals and J-League goals and any other nonsense. Uh, and I'm probably the same one. Um, on this so rare, I think I'm just doing 1983, maybe. Yeah, yeah I've got 51 made. followers on so rare. Well, that's what I'm saying. I keep pushing this the following people on so rare because I think it's going to come in one day and we'll be like, oh, trying to find our mates. Let's all just follow each other now. So find Hoodwink on the different platforms and find, find us both on so rare. And yeah, it was a pleasure, Ian. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed when we were, were squirming, properly, properly squirming about whether or not we'd shaft our peers uh, in the trading. But look, if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a big, big favor. Leave a review if you're on Apple or steal your relative's phone and leave a review on Apple. Helps other people find this podcast. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye.